Salisbury, England, 1814. Angelica Frankenstein knew what physical qualities her ideal man should have. Unfortunately, she had to find those attributes at the morgue. She and her brother were in the doorway of the basement, like two customers about to stroll into a fruit market. Laid out on tables were around 30 corpses. I never get used to the stench, Victor Frankenstein remarked through his shirt cuff. Be quick and choose. I'm always quick, Angelica replied into her perfume-soaked handkerchief. Why would I want to linger? Because you want to make sure you choose the best looking. Angelica was aghast. I do not. What's the price tonight, Helsor? Victor asked the morgue attendant in a raised voice. Helsor sat outside the doorway on an upturned pail, biting his thumbnail in loud snips. A shilling each, he said to Victor, then spat on the ground. Victor considered it. Any room for negotiation? Two corpses for a shilling? Helsor nodded in the direction of their tied horses. You both jingled when you hit the ground. Don't like it? Go elsewhere. Victor grinned. All right, I'll pay anything. You're such a good negotiator, Vic, Angelica praised sweetly. His smile turned evil. Quiet, Jelly, or I'll send you to an orphan house. I'm 24, they'll never take me. What would their parents have thought of these late night activities? Helsor provided the siblings with a lantern each and heaved a sigh. Becker in already. It's a long wait tonight, lads, he told the growing queue of medical students. They muttered and lit their pipes. Inside, Angelica addressed her brother again. I am only doing this to put my name in medical history alongside yours. You are so terribly noble, Victor scoffed, picking up a corpse's arm to bend and straighten it. You help me because you're bored out of your wits. You can't do this without me and you know it. She waited for his nod. I wish we were traveling again. Victor gave her a narrowed glance. Give up. I hate living out of luggage with no laboratory. When Lizzie arrives, I'm home forever. Forever? Angelica picked up a dead man's cold hand and interlaced her fingers with his. Then she rotated the wrist joint. She might be living without love forever. She'd be a white-haired old lady still living as her brother's ward. If you had done your duty as older brother and guardian, I wouldn't be here right now. Victor replied, I've introduced you to every unmarried man I've ever met. I've struck up conversations in theatres with men you thought were your destiny. I've sat through fortune teller visits. I've delivered anonymous love notes and objected at a wedding. I once helped you perform a spell under the full moon. It was absolutely unscientific, but I did it. He did sound very close to tearing his hair out. Angelica forged on. My point is, you haven't helped me for a long while. The moment you saw Lizzie, you forgot about my goals. I think you forgot how to spell your own name. This from a girl whose name is spelled with a K instead of a C. Here's a little suggestion for you, Victor said as he pressed around on a man's ribcage. 
Men do not like being asked questions from a prepared list. My friend from school, Joseph, said meeting you was like being interviewed for the position of junior footman. You praise my organisation in the laboratory. Oh dear, Victor had a point. Somewhere around the questions about favourite colour and happiest childhood memory, men abruptly spoke of the late hour and the long road home. Sometimes I had the length of a cup of tea to make my choice. I need to know everything about a man as quickly as possible. Bending a corpse's knee up toward the ceiling, Victor replied, For matters of the heart, you must go by feeling and instinct. Lizzie taught me that. He had the smug glow of new love and it sparked Angelica's temper. I would take this advice if I had anyone left to meet. I once had so many suitors they were in a queue like that. Angelica nodded toward the doorway where the medical students stood smoking. I thought I had forever to find true love, the kind Mama and Papa had. You do have forever. There's no rush. Spoken as a man. I want to travel. I want my own house especially as you are soon to be married and you'll both want Blackthorn Manor all to yourselves, I'm quite sure I would be a bother. You would. I am hereby reinvested in your marriage project. Victor looked around the dark room. Well, does anybody here wish to belong to a selfish young lady who will keep you as a handsome pet and will refuse to compromise on anything? Make yourself known if you are indeed that fool.